From the PSIA, ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are talking team selections with Jeb Boyd. Jeb, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us again this week. Yeah, you bet. Good to speak with you guys. So we're kind of getting into the process and preparation for team selections, and one of the things I've been thinking about is how the heck do you train for this? Because, I mean, the people who are going for national team, the best of the best, who do you train with? And I know we have to take on some ownership and obviously uh, train ourselves, but at the same time, it's sure helpful to have a coach or a guide or a mentor. Yeah, it, it is for sure. And, and you know, the, the cool thing about this process is the role that the division plays um, in it. You know, it's the, the, the whole process is very circular right now, which, which I'm really happy with and proud of our association for doing. And what that means is that the divisions are highly uh, involved in selecting the team. In other words, they're the first layer uh to, to uh, select who the candidates are, are to be. And in that process, oftentimes the divisions will uh, put together groups, uh, training opportunities. I know uh, one of our coaches is out in uh, working in the Rocky Mountain Division today training uh, with their regional team. Um, and and uh, various divisions do uh, support their teams because they know it comes right back to their division in terms of talent if uh, uh, one of their people get named to the team. So that's the easy question is, you know, divisions do it. But the, the better answer, I think, is when it's individual driven. You know, the old idea of um, internal motivation or external motivation. When you're internally motivated, you're constantly seeking um, improvement from within. And honestly, that's the best way to be preparing for the national team trial or your level one, your level two or your level three certifications um, across the country. Um, You know, because we hear it all the time, like, I just don't have anybody to train me. Well, guess what? You are your trainer in most cases. And there's things that you can be doing and and, uh, that that like reading, researching, uh, watching film, uh, practicing, um, um, actually teaching, training. Those are all things that ever happen every day at every resort across the country, and people need to be doing that. And, and at the national team level, you see that internal motivation, and you see these folks um, working very hard uh, to become uh, as best they can be. And that is the beauty of this entire process is, you know, when, when I talk with candidates and team incumbents, there is a lot of stress uh, involved in this uh, process. Let's face it, I've been through it a bunch of times myself. I was super stressed. But that stress drives you to do things that are outside of your normal everyday uh, plan and your comfort zone, and that's where growth occurs. And, um, you know, for the listeners out there, whether you're a candidate or not, there's a lot you can learn from that in the, the fact that even the most skilled, uh, highest qualified instructors in our association feel that stress and and they use that stress to motivate them to be better. Now, one thing, Jeb, I want to go over with you because if I'm going for my level one, my level two, my level three, we're all there to pass. Uh, the other people yeah. that are in my group, in my pod, whatever. And you can really feed off of each other. And 
be supportive of each other because if you pass, that doesn't mean I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. At team selection, there is a limited number of selections. So yeah. is there, I, I mean, people in our organization, we're such good friends. We get so close training and doing all these things together. But at the same time, when you're at a, a more, I, I hate the word competitive, but, um, but you're at a selection where not everybody's going to be chosen. So how do you bring out the best in each other when you're really wanting to make it and, uh, you know, you might be helping me a lot and I make it, but you don't. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you nailed it there, George. I mean, let's face it at any certification exam, a hundred percent of the field could pass and we would love it if they did pass. But when you're looking at, um, an education staff, like examiner or education, um, uh, uh, group leader position at your division all the way up to the national team, it's a job interview. And um, there are a finite number, and, and you're right, even uh, the, the, the person who at the tryout, national team tryout, who doesn't make um, the team or make the cut, in many cases, they're still totally qualified um, because they're the best that the divisions can produce. So um, it is a job environment, but the, the irony to that is because um, I see every level of exam in the country, and um, I see more camaraderie at the national team level for the selections than I do at a level two or three certification exam where, in theory, everybody could pass that. Um, uh, and, and it's just a testament to the, to the professionalism and the, the, um, the leadership um, of the people who try out for uh, the national team, you know, and, and let's face it at the end of the day, how candidates interact with other candidates is viewed. It's measured. It's, it's, um, you know, I mean, being a lifelong learner is a driver to being a national team member. Um, and, you know, having interest in motivating people and helping people along, that's the job description. And, um, if a candidate, they could be the best candidate, but they just don't support anybody at the tryout, they're probably not going to make a great team member. Um, so it's required on one hand, but they support each other. But it's an automatic, I've found. Um, and I think a lot of the other coaches and selectors would agree that uh, the best team members are those who are just right in there and cheering each other on and creating that that environment that is just electric and, and you see it at the tryouts. So you're not going to hurt yourself at all by encouraging each other. No. And, and you, you just see people naturally just come on, cheer it up and pole clapping and, you know, just amping it up. And, and it truly is electric. And, you know, because you're asking people to do some pretty remarkable things. If you've ever seen a tryout, um, some of the things that you're asked to do, like ski forever, it seems, or ride forever, um, just do amazing um, skill uh, t- uh, tasks um, that, you know, it's it's awesome when you see someone nail one of those things. And it just it becomes electrified where people are cheering and rooting and uh, people want to see just great skiing and riding. And that's where you're going to find it at the tryout. 
that actually sounds like a lot of fun, Jeb. <laughs> well, you know, it is. And, and uh, being on both sides of that coin at different points in my career, um, you know, when you're doing it, it's for sure stressful. But when you're watching, it's like, wow, that's cool. So my advice to candidates going for their level one, level two, level three is I want you to over prepare. I want you to be I don't want you to go there to pass. I want you to go there to just knock this out of the park and have a great time while you're doing it. Is that a good philosophy for team selections? Oh, you bet. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, like we are in the process right now of, in fact, that reminds me when we're done with this call, I've got to notify some more people um, of uh, assigning the date in which they're doing their indoor presentations. See, normally you ski all day and then after skiing, you go into meeting rooms and you work all night delivering presentations and this year due to COVID um, the the longer presentations are being done in advance throughout the month of March over Zoom meetings and that's a huge pain in the neck it's a major inconvenience but the reality is I just sat in on a webinar last night uh, that the cross-country team did and they hit it out of the park they did such an amazing job of uh, working with the membership in a way that we have available to us today. And the, the members seem to really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard work to put those webinars on, but that's the reality of where we are today. So, um, you know, getting out there and, and uh, doing those presentations online, that's part of it. And that's starting uh, next month. And, you know, we're looking for people who, you know, it, it's less about, the uh, the fancy web work that they do, the the editing work that they're able to produce. It's more about just who they are in front of the camera and talking to the people who are on the call and and uh, you know being able to deliver that message in a fun and entertaining way that that is motivational to to want to get involved. So indoor presentations that that actually sounds like a another podcast, Jeb. Is that a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's, we can talk about that next week. Um, you know, take a look at, um, you know, why we even bother doing that. I mean, we're, we're a, a, a performance-type organization. What, what do we need to score something like that for? And, and uh, what do we do with that information and maybe how it benefits the membership? Well, any advice for our membership on those going for Level 1, Level 2, Level 3, CS1, CS2, uh it's been great to see these events taking place and chatting with happy people at the end of these. And uh, I love that there really is some feeling of normalcy here. But what would you say to people who are prepping and getting ready for some upcoming assessments? Uh, great question, George. And, and honestly, there are a lot of clues in what I've been talking about today that work for the everyday instructor who's um, preparing for an exam or, or just trying to get better even at a minimum. And um, I would encourage you to rewind this and, and listen for those things. You know, the idea of being prepared, the idea of um, having that internal motivation where it's like, I'm tired, but yes, I am still going to go ahead and do my work that I need to do today to keep on track. Um, you know, the idea of uh, being engaging and, and having fun when it's your turn to go, you know, uh, you know, keeping uh, a strong uh, 
handle on the learning connection model. And everything that we're talking about is encapsulated in the learning connection model. That's the beauty of it. It's just the, the, the learning connection model is the essence to what it is. And, and there's, there's detail that, that lies within that essence and, uh, you know, go for it. It's, it's stressful for sure. Um, it's stressful for everybody. Um, you know, when it's your turn to go and, and you're feeling those butterflies, um, that's your body's natural way of saying you are, uh, being, uh, affected by an adrenaline re- release. And that is the, the feelings that you're having. And guess what? Thankfully, that's happening because you need that adrenaline adrenaline release to be able to do amazing things and, and uh, embrace it when you feel those things. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, I tell you, we talk about it all the time at our examiner trainings and that uh, we would love it if everybody passed these exams. I mean, we truly would. And uh, uh, everybody just has to do their own part. If you're a candidate, you got to get to work. Well, Jeb Boyd, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I look forward to uh, chatting with you next week. You bet. Talk to you then. From the PSI ASI Safer at Home Studio in Netherland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.